Incoming facts from Stadium and Gale. Welcome to Stadium and Gales Facts Only Recruiting Show. It's Uncle Silk. Connor, Rivals.com. And Dan Thompson. How's it going, fellas? It's the second one. We back at it. It's back at it. No, I'm excited. The first one went over really, really well. Excited for the second one. Excited to see we're talking a little bit more about this class. We're going to talk about running backs, offensive line, and wide receivers. So before we do that, we're going to have a great show today. But before we do that, let's give a shout out uh, to our friends over at HB. HB bookkeeping bookkeeping service. Pardon me. Uh, so if you guys remember Great Recession 2009, uh, probably a, a lot of you guys might have lost your jobs. Um, went into business for yourself. So um, became an entrepreneur and you're, you're living your best life. And uh, ultimately, you love the passion of the business that you're working in, but you hate doing bookkeeping because it's not sexy like being an entrepreneur. So the hours spent reviewing financial documents, all of that spend more time working on your passion, less time preparing financial statements. So give HB Bookkeeping Service a call at 321-243-1501 and reach out to Dylan. So anything you need for revenue expense reporting, uh, maximizing deductions with IRS guidelines, give Dylan a call at 321-243-1501. Our boys, last time we talked, we didn't get the chance to talk about Sam McCall. Big get for the 2022 class. So I want to get your guys' thoughts. Ranked number 34th overall in that class. Uh, the number two safety overall. Uh, ranked 7th in the state of Florida. 6'3", 189 out of Lake Gibson. Boys, want to hear your thoughts on Sam McCall because that was a big get. Uh, me personally, I think this is one of our biggest safety, maybe the biggest safety get since what? Uh, Keanu? Yeah, probably. Probably yeah. since Keanu O'Neal. I, I think and I think the ability is there. We've had some guys come in that uh, maybe wasn't rated low, but the ability was like a little iffy. This is not a tweener, four-star. This is a elite kid that probably ends up being like a five-star type kid. Um, 34 rank, that says it all. He's rangy. Um, we couldn't get Ahmad to come come talk about him on recruiting, but he was definitely in the recruiting video, so <laughs> shout out to Ahmad. <laughs> Uh, Connor, I want to talk to you a little bit more about him. He blew up on the scene uh, earlier this year in camps uh, by being a wide receiver, too. So talk a little bit about his athleticism as well. Yeah, McCall is a kid that uh, has insane amount of athleticism. Like you said, six foot, 389 pounds. He actually plays corner for his high school team. Right. Um, so, you know, he's fluid, flips his hips really well, great in coverage. Um, Florida did tell him they'd give him, the, give him the opportunity to play corner when he gets there. Um, and they also want to use him on the offensive end because okay. he was such a threat to catch the ball. He's one of those kids, has great natural hands, runs good routes, um, and that's really what sold him on Florida was the opportunity to be able to play some corner and also the opportunity to get in there on packages and offense as well. You Do you think that he'll actually play offense, or is that just a that sell to get course. him on campus? No, I absolutely think he'll have the opportunity to play. I don't think he's a starter. He's going to yeah. make his money on the defensive side of the ball. But he's a kid that's so athletic. Like he's, a, he's electric with the ball. Yeah, he's, he's, hard, he's it's hard not to want to at least get him on punts or something. But to get the ball in his hand will be definitely be something special. Absolutely. Yeah, I like the kid a lot. Uh, like I said, super athletic, wide receiver as well. Um, 
I mean, just an incredibly athletic kid. I think he's going to make a big impact. Like you said, Silk, he's he's an actual true safety that's going to come in. We don't have to worry about him adding weight. Uh, if he's a guy that's athletic enough to play corner and big enough to play safety, uh, Florida needs some help in that safety room. Uh, adding him as a guy that can play early, get him on the field, and get the ball in his hands, make some plays. Uh, excited about what we see out of Sam McCall. Another, said, another elite body that's local. Let's right around how they say talk about locking down your perimeter and, and your area and your state. Uh, Sam McCall is one of those guys that that's that's elite that elite programs want, and we got him a year ahead of time. And I feel comfortable what we've been doing in Polk County to hold on to him. So absolutely, no, I think that that's a kid that comes in and uh, you know is a guy that people want to play with, with that, which I think is huge. You right. want those guys early in the class that, that see other elite talent. They're like, I want to play with other elite talent. So Sam McCall is your guy. All right, boys, we're going to break down running back a little bit. Florida doesn't have a running back commit for this class, but earlier this year, uh, Demarcus Bowman announced that he's going to transfer from Clemson to Florida in January. Obviously, a guy that Florida was very, very high on during his recruiting, came out of Lakeland High School, set all sorts of records there. Uh, Florida really wanted him, ends up going to Clemson, decides to transfer to Florida. So let's talk Demarcus Bowman. For those of you that, that may not remember, so break down Demarcus Bowman for the, for the average fan. Uh, five-star running back, elite abilities, a special player, program changer. Uh, went to Clemson. Uh, he was going to be a special player there, but got a little homesick, had some things happening in his family, transferred over to the good guys. I think we, we only need one back this class. Um, I think we saw a lot of depth from our running back room this year with Naquan doing what he do. Uh, Lingard looked nice today when he got some carries. It's mm -hmm. a little bounce in that step. We was worried about his health. So I think our running back room is in great shape. We give uh, Greg Knox a, a, a hell of a – Hard time, but on the lowest of keys, our running back room is, is is more than solid right now on the field. And with Bowman coming in and Lingard last year, and he's looking good. Um, I think everything's in shape, man, on the offensive side of the ball, recruiting wise. Yeah, Connor, how do you think you know Demarcus Bowman next season adds to Florida's depth at, at running back? Do you, you see him getting significant playing time, or or what? Well, <laughs> I think he. I think he's. I think he's the uh, leader in the clubhouse, and he even put on a helmet yet. Really? Okay. That's how good I think he is. That's just my opinion. Yeah, what do you yeah, think, yeah. Connor? yeah, Connor. So Bowman, like like Soak said, is an elite talent. He's yeah. a kid that has that home run ability, um, similar to a Lorenzo Lingard that Florida hasn't had in such a long time. Mm -hmm. Somebody that can just scare the defense every time they touch the ball. He's a kid that I don't think, like Soak said, I don't think he's the leader in the clubhouse coming in. Oh, very good. But. I do think he's going to end up being. <laughs> I do think he's going to end up being very heavily in the rotation next year. You've got a kid like that that's uh, 5'9", 5'10", 195 pounds. When he went, got to Clemson, right? Um, elite speed, catches the ball pretty well out of the backfield. Right. Um, the biggest thing with him is going to be if he can hold up in pass protection because you know Greg Knox and Dan Mullen like that out of their running backs. Yeah. Um, but he's he's a kid that's just too dynamic to keep off the field. I'll right. I'll go and say I think he's the most talented running back coming in. Like off, off the rip, I think he's the most talented running back, hands down, that'll be on our roster. I'll agree um, with you on that. Dan Mullen has a problem playing youth. And he also <laughs> like seniority is a thing. And also we have guys ahead of him that are that are, are good football players and proving themselves. So I think he's the most talented running back on our roster right away. I wouldn't say that he's a leader in the clubhouse. So a guy that can break tackles, good breakaway speed. Is he the best running back commit? To commit to Florida since Seatric phase on Seatric phase on that's that's my opinion. One? That was two thousand. Yeah, some guys got phase on though. Um, well, I mean, Dem Demps was was ranked pretty high. He was um, a track guy that was wasn't necessarily a complete running back for right. that type of system. 
Chris Rainey was ranked relatively high. Emmanuel Moody Emmanuel was ranked Moody. high when he transferred in. Uh, Deshaun Wynn. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of those guys ranked high, but I they, think he's the most complete back yeah, that we have. Absolutely. I, I, like probably I the highest rated. He probably, probably is. I, I remember on some of the services, Kelvin Taylor was a five-star guy. Um, yeah, that wasn't legit. But, but, <laughs> but I mean, in, tr- in terms of true ability, I mean, this is the number one running back from, from last year's class, right? Uh, or, not number one, uh, two or three, if okay. I recall correctly. But number one, definitely in the state of Florida. Number one sure. running back in the state of Florida. Everybody, absolutely. everybody wanted the kid. All right, so let's let's break down offensive line a little bit. Florida right now has five and a half ish commits. They they have ish. technically six uh, with Rocco Underwood, who is a long snapper. He is ranked, I believe, the the long snapping service that ranked him rated him a six star. They said he's the first ever six star ever. Take that for whatever that means. Uh, but Rocco Underwood from Lake Mary, 6'4", 210, will be a long snapper. Again, an important position. Uh, you often don't know the name of the long snapper, which is good. So Unless they screw up. Right, so hopefully we never have to mention the kid's name. But shout-out to him and his uh, six-star. Uh, Rivals has him ranked as a two-star just because he is a long snapper. Uh, but, um, but yeah, two-star Rocco Underwood. So we'll get him uh, out of the way first. So congratulations to Yeah, get to, him out of the way. Yeah. Shout-out to the long snapper. Yeah, shout-out to long snapper. All long snappers' lives <laughs> yeah. matter, right? All right, let's talk uh, Devaya Hammond. Uh, committed to Florida originally out of high school, part of that Lakeland group, uh, is up in Independence, Kansas right now, 6'4", 320. Uh, there is some questions about grade concerns. They're saying that he's not going to now enroll uh, at least until the summer. Uh, what do you guys like about him? Is he the best offensive lineman of this class, or, or what are your all's thoughts? So before uh, Yusef Mugerbill committed, I think uh, Diaby was absolutely the best li- uh, offensive lineman in this class. Now I like Mugerbill a little bit better. Okay. Um, like you said, not on track to enroll in January, pushes it back to the summer. That's something you never want to see, especially with a junior college kid. Right. right. Um, we talked about this uh, a while back that it's 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 so hard to get kids into Florida from junior colleges. Right. Um, and when you get a kid that was on track or was said to be on track to get there in January and then tweets out that he's not going to be there for the spring practices and moves it to the summer, it's never a good sign. Right, because the biggest fear in that, I don't know if it's a fear, because um, I think we, I think we'll, we'll we'll pick up our offensive line recruiting here in a little bit. I think we get into some names that we weren't expecting, but the biggest thing is like we can't get him in January, but another program may be able to. So right. that that becomes the problem if you got a program like Maryland and he's just like, you know what, I just want to get my, my get into a Power Five and get this thing going and get to the league. He may not want to wait all the way to summertime. So that's the biggest hurdle with uh, getting those JUCO guys in. If they're not coming in the winter, it gets a little weird. Is is Florida potentially looking to potentially explore other opportunities there, Connor? It's a possibility, yeah. like I said, because of that uh, questionable uh, enrollment possibility that uh, Florida has to continue to keep their eyes open. Yeah, and he projects as a guard? He does project yeah. as a guard. I mean, right now looking at our commit list, I, <laughs> I will hope, we're, we're after some different linemen. Uh, right. <laughs> I mean, regardless of how good heavy he develops, it's just not acceptable uh, to recruit at that level with offensive line. Like right. you got to step it up a little bit. Yeah, let's let's get through that, and then I want to get onto that that topic because there's a theme that you'll notice here. So Javante Gardner also projects as a guard. Is my understanding six five three twenty out of um, out of Orlando here, um, four star guy, uh, five eight on. Um, 
on rivals. Connor, break down Gardner's films, been committed for a while, a name that, you know, doesn't get talked about very often. Yeah, because he's been committed for so long. He's somebody that doesn't really get talked about. I like uh, I like his film a lot, honestly. Um, okay. He's got the ability. He's got a little bit of bad weight. He was about 290 pounds um, before uh, quarantine hit. I think he put on the COVID-19, got up to 320. Okay. Um, Sounds about heavy. And uh, <laughs> and But he's somebody that can slim down. I think he, he, as of right now, he projects as a guard. But if he slims down, leans out, I think he can play tackle at the next level. Um, because very, he used to play tackle, didn't he? He, still, he, 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 he plays still tackle does. at the high school yeah, level. Yeah, played, and, it, and all tackle. the camps he's worked at, he's, work, he's played tackle. Right. Um, but he's got to slim down. He's got to clean up his footwork. Uh, but he's a kid that's got a lot of upside. Yeah, it just scares me because we know he can play tackle and guard. And I don't like these tweener. I know they like the flex guys, but I want I want true offensive tackles. Uh, I would prefer Gardner at, at, at the OG spot. That's just me. Mm. Um, I think like he's a developmental guy. He's four star. He's probably one of the better guys on our commit list. But I'm just not feeling the O line recruitment. I think we can recruit a whole <laughs> lot better offensive line. I want to maul people. Yeah. You know, like I want I want to up our like everything's gonna develop. We know that. But um, let's get some stars in here. Let's get some guys that can make an impact early and not wait three years to get on the field. Absolutely. And and that brings us to our next name, uh, Adrian Strickland, three-star guy out of Lynn Haven, uh, Florida, 6'6", 330. Also is somewhat a projected tackle um, at 6'7", 320, big guy. Um, but it's carrying a lot of bad weight right now. It sounds um, about heavy. Yeah, and and I'm I'm concerned uh, a little bit about him. Uh, I think a lot of people were, were surprised when he committed to Florida, kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, but Connor, talk just a little bit about Adrian Strickland, where he fits into this this group. Yeah, he's uh, the lowest ranked out of the group, right? Uh, like you said, six seven three twenty. He has slimmed down a little bit uh, since last year, so he, his frame looks a little bit better. Um, but he's a kid that I was surprised when Florida took his commitment so mm -hmm. early in the process. Um, he's one of those kids that uh, I always thought he's someone that if you kind of miss on somebody earlier later in the cycle, you come back, double back, and that's a kid you take at that time. Right. He, his offer list isn't very impressive. Right. Um, Still so, not. Yeah. So so he, he's a kid that uh, I thought they would wait to take and not take at that time. Yeah, sits on offers from Iowa State, Maryland, Southern Miss, and, and UCF. So I mean, Ethan, Ethan offers was probably worse than that. Yeah. Ethan so, had a North Carolina offer. I do know that. Yeah. Um, so, okay. again. <laughs> <laughs> they're okay. a top 25 team. Yeah, 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 they're yeah, a top yeah, 25 yeah. team. But they lost to FSU. So, they um, did. You're right. Jake Slaughter uh, from Ocala. <laughs> Uh, long expected to be a Gator, didn't have a committable offer, commits to Florida State, gets a commit offer, flips to Florida, uh, projects at a guard center uh, type of position, 6'5", 295, uh, committed back in July, is your center of the class, right? Um, again, a, a guy that's – Good, not great. Nothing exciting um, in offensive line recruitment besides right. my man Mugabil. Yeah, hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Yep. Um, so shout out to Mugabil, but like, it's not a whole lot of excitement in the trenches on the offensive line. Right. Uh, I think Slaughter is a solid developmental guy. Um, it's a guy that they targeted early and they went out there. I was it was going to be an easy flip for Florida State, especially with him being at Ocala. But yeah, developmental guy. Um, I'm not going to say he can't be good in three years because that's what heavies can do. Can do. Uh, I don't want. I'm not going to do that take. Go ahead. I'll say yeah. it. 
uh, Connor, yeah. want to want to know your thoughts. I mean, is he a Brett Hagee type? Is he good enough to be a Brett Hagee type? Or where, where yeah, I think it, that's... to me, he's not Brett Hagee coming in. Okay, I'm, I'll, I'll go so, on record saying that. So I think that he can he can get to that level. Uh, it's honestly probably a pretty good comparison. He's a kid that I saw in person at a couple camps um, and wasn't impressed. But when I say that, he was going up against Desmond Watson. So you're going up against one of the best defensive tackles, in my opinion, in the country. Sure. Um, so after I set that aside, cut on the film, actually his film's pretty solid. He's a, he's an aggressive kid, right. uh, plays defensive tackle for his team as well. Okay. So, you know, he's not afraid to get his hands dirty, move people around. Um, a kid that like, uh, like Silk said, is a de- developmental kid that I think, uh, Hevesy had his eye on early, identified him and then went and got him. Right. Yeah. He, I, I, I don't know. I have I have different opinion. I, I get your opinion though. They, I, opinion. I, okay. I, I don't think that he is the best of what Florida can get, and I think that you're going to see. We're going to talk about Yusuf Mugerbell. Then we're going to talk about the, kind of the group as a whole. I, I think that that's a guy that you could have waited as well on. I don't know if he's a a, a must have back in July. Uh, I think that Florida has some higher ranked people out there. Florida now has, and we're going to talk about Yusuf Mugerbell here in a minute, who also projects to be a guard. You have one long snapper and then five, maybe four guards, and then maybe one tackle. Uh, to me, that Florida hasn't really recruited a true tackle in a long time, right? A good elite tackle, at, mm-hmm. you know, since, what, Richard Garage was probably the last one right. that, that we got. So, um, And he's even playing guard right now. So yeah. I, I just – I don't know – looking at this group of players, if this is an offensive line that I feel confident being able to take Florida to where they want to continuously. No, I think, I think this offensive line list is unacceptable. Um, I think they need to upgrade some stuff. I don't see if they take this all the way to signing day, even with, I mean, you got this list and Hammond is probably not going to make it in. Right. Right. So like the rest of this, and then one guy's a long snapper. Then what do you have after that? Right. You've got Javante Gardner, who I guess is yeah, we're all agreeing is the best. Then Strickland Slaughter, um, who you know we have some question marks about. Yusef Mugerbill, who we talked about on the last show uh, from, like Murphy, from like Murphy, North Carolina. I think that he's a, a good you know prospect. I think that he's probably the best in my opinion of this group, uh, but still that that leaves a, a lot to be desired. Him is probably your best. He's a JUCO guy, and but like we don't know if he's gonna make it in. So, right. Yeah. He was, he was real good in high school too. Um, I know Florida was really excited to get him when they got him uh, to commit and then, you know, but it, it's tough to rely on a, a Juco kid. I uh, got a question on Twitter from Alex Bennett. What recruits have we gone at recently um, in the 19 class, the 20 class, we'll the, the next 2021 20, class, 22 class that are true tackles. Have we gotten anybody that? No, like I said, we get, we get these 20, these tweener and developmental guys. I don't think we've gotten true tackles i mean michael tarquin michael right? tarquin probably be the last it, true tackle that florida's is, acquired is the last true tackle and he can't beat out gene delance right now so we don't know if he can't beat out Ju- uh gene okay DeLance. so gene delance is currently starting over here yeah because um, he may be better the way things are working out right now who knows uh, do we see i mean ethan let's let's talk some of the bigger names ethan white is guard he's right ethan white's a guard or center yeah Tar- tarquin's a guard mm-hmm. right um from that class you have will uh I'm gonna pronounce uh, her, his name Harad. wrong. Harad. Yep. Um, and he's been playing tackle since he's been to Florida. Right. Uh, we haven't really seen much of him, so we don't know how good he is at tackle. But he has right. been playing tackle since he's been to Florida. So who else are we missing um, um, from playing high school? Um, you talking nineteen yeah. and twenty classes? Yeah, nineteen. Well, we'll talk about this one too. I mean, we just talked about this group. So nineteen twenty. Uh, Josh Braun is a guard. 
Josh playing guard. Yep. Yeah. So outside of that crew, no, we, we don't have tackles. So, I mean, I guess you could look at the transfer portal uh, and things of that nature. But again, you know, it's a developmental position. You want those guys in your system for, you know, a year, two, three years before they see the field. And I mean, you might not have any other it's options. There's just no reason we shouldn't be hitting on offensive line. The way, the way our offense is working, uh, how, how good it's looking. We're in the SEC, we're the University of Florida, we're playing big boy games. There's no reason. It's an easy product to sell. Um, so there's just no excuse. Every C gotta gotta get out there and get the big dogs, man. Yeah, it's um uh, it's sad. Um, do we have any true centers from Russell on Twitter? Yeah, uh, yeah. That that's gonna be uh. Slaughter. Man, McDowell was one one two. Yeah. This class, Graham McDowell. Yeah, any class, I guess. We can Gr- talk the last Gr- couple. Graham, Graham McDowell, McDowell. Um, yeah. Kingsley, right? Eguakin, or however yeah. you say his name, and then Slaughter are all pretty much centers. So after this, so Hagee graduates this year. Who likely moves into that center spot? Do you think? So Ethan White was repping yeah, the center yeah, before yeah. the season okay. started. Uh, if it's but if it's not him, I think Kingsley takes over that spot. Very good, very good. Well, let's get to the uh, to the wide receiver uh, room. Florida has three commits: uh, Dejon Reynolds from Loganville, Georgia, four star guy, 6'2", 210, uh, committed back in February. Uh, I think the kid's an elite talent. I think that he's going to be able to come in and make an impact. Uh, Relatively early, maybe not first year, but but I think that that's a, a kid from this group right now that, in my opinion, probably projects the best. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, out of the bunch, I mean, I think I like Marcus Burke okay. out of the three, um, the, the most. Um, Rucker's a smaller guy. I think he's probably out, out of all the three at the lowest ceiling, right? Um, but Marcus Burke, I like. I think he, I think his ceiling's pretty high. I think he's a guy that could go up top and take take the ceiling off of some things. Um, he's six three, just like Gonzalez. Like I'm all six foot or better. Um, big physical guys. The wide receiver room is in great shape, and right. he's just adding more to it with, with these three guys. I think all these guys would be productive in their college careers. So Dejon Reynolds is an outside uh, wide receiver, uh, pretty speedy guy. Uh, high balls uh, a lot, and you know that's something that that Florida's obviously done with with. Franks and and Trask, lots of high balls go up and get it. Um, but I think that he makes an impact. Connor, what are your thoughts on Dejon Reynolds? Yeah, you you said it there. Uh, I think the thing that separates Dejon Reynolds from everybody else in this class is his ability to go up and get the ball at its highest point. Uh, he's, he's got some speed, but he's not the fastest guy in the class. Right. Uh, but he's got great hands, and he has an, uh, a knack for just going up and getting the ball over smaller DBs and just making making acrobatic catches. I'm, I'm a big fan of Dejon Reynolds. And then another guy, uh, Trevante Rucker from Vanguard down in Ocala, six foot, one hundred and fifty-seven pounds. Uh, definitely going to need to eat some uh, some meat and potatoes when he gets onto campus. Um, guy's been committed for a while. Has uh, been around the program for a long time with the Vanguard guys. Um, Connor, you and I talked about him last week, but Rucker. I mean, I feel like he's not gotten much better since his sophomore year, and you know, is a lean, skinny guy. I don't. Yeah, he's, he's very lean. He was a kid that in his sophomore year was talked about as a five-star talent um, because of his natural athletic ability, but you haven't really seen him progress as uh, both both physically um, or as uh, as a talent. I mean, he's gotten a little bit better running routes. Uh, he does a good job making contested catches, but mm. you really want to see, especially in a high school kid from that Sophomore year to your senior year, that's really when you're growing the most. Right. And the physical maturation of Trevante Rucker just really hasn't come along as I think we expected it to. Right. And he comes from a pretty good school. That's a, a school that definitely camps a lot. They go out, you know, all over the country doing their camps and um, and seven on sevens and everything else. He's just the guy that, you know, Connor, you and I talked about just 
you know, kind of hit his ceiling and I think has ridden that ceiling. I think if he's a guy you never heard of, I don't know if he's a four-star guy, in my opinion. But, right. I think I think the program and Nick Savage and those guys could pull some more potential out of him. Mm -hmm. I think and he probably could get a little complacent with the high school and the competition he's at, and the competition bring out the best in you. So I'm not I'm not mad at him as a take. I think he has a lot yeah. of potential and he can be productive out of the slot. And I think Nick Savage could probably just squeeze some more some more um, athleticism and potential out of him. And then, I, I like Burke. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not Burke. Uh, Rucker. Rucker. I like Rucker. I'm not crazy high on him, but I think he could be a program guy. He could pull some Freddie Swain stuff on. I, I think. Okay. All right. And then last, Marcus Burke uh, from the 904, 6'3", 180 pounds, uh, committed to Florida back in July. Um, good player. Uh, plays a Trinity Catholic, coached well, plays again, or I'm sorry, Trinity Christian, uh, comes from a, you know, a, a pretty good program, has made some big impact, was was after by a lot of schools, Georgia, Auburn, who else was, I mean, those two were the two big ones, Probably right? Probably the two big ones, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, again, a big outside guy that's going to go out high, point the ball. Um, in my opinion, he probably has the most potential upside, and that's my opinion. So, you know, that's his favorite wide receiver as well. I think that he could, you know, definitely use some improvement in route running. Right. Um, I think that he's just bigger and more talented physically uh, than a lot of his competition. But Yeah, he's, uh, he's just a big, fast kid. Uh, the thing that I think that Florida likes the most about him, one, the top-end speed to be able to take the top off of defense, and two, the ability for development. Yep. Mm -hmm. Kid's six foot three. He's only 180 pounds in high school right now. He's got a frame, long arms, makes a lot of uh, out of frame catches, has really good hands, but he's a kid that his frame will support at least 200 pounds or more. So you get him into the weight room, put some weight on him, and he's going to be a kid that's going to be very hard to guard at the next level once he gets it, uh, gets that weight added on. So Florida right now has three commits. I'm sorry. So you got to take. No, I just I just like the way the room is 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 just turning out. Uh, yeah. We got Xavier Henderson in there who's, who's already stretching the field and doing things yep. like that. You had Mar um, you had Burke and you had uh, Reynolds guys yeah. like that also because they stretch the field. The big right. physical guys that go up and get the ball. I like what Billy's doing with the wide receiver room, right. hands down, man. I just and think it's, it's you it's, add in Weston, you add in Frazier's, you add in right. some of these other guys. Right. That's a solid group right there. It's really really solid. Do you think we take another wide receiver in twenty twenty one? I think they're looking at taking one, and we talked about him last yep. week. Uh, Destin Hill, right? Destin Hill. He's a kid that, like like I said before, if he's if he wants in, I think you have to find a way to take him. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, any let's talk quickly about 2022 wide receiver targets. Who's Florida after? Uh, any big names out there? I guess while you're looking that up, Connor, I know uh, Christian Leary is also a guy that Florida has gone after. Uh, he's committed uh, to another program right now. Is Florida still going after him, or is that ship sailed? That ship sailed. Okay. Uh, I spoke to Christian a few weeks ago um, and asked him if he was talking to any other schools, and he said no. It's okay. just Alabama. Nobody else is uh, doing anything for him. Yeah, I don't blame him. I don't blame him. Um, Charles Montgomery is another guy uh, that's in that running back, wide receiver, athlete uh, position. Where do you see him? playing at Florida? I see him fitting in the slot. Uh, okay. He's one of those kids that's going to play a little bit of everything, uh, kind of a, for lack of a better comparison, Kadarius Tony. he'll take some handoffs on counters, motion back into the backfield, but he'll primarily play out of the slot. I wouldn't mind seeing him doing a lot of that wheel route stuff as well. Yeah, uh, Out of the slot, little, little wheel route stuff, maybe have him flexed out. Uh, I think he's a versatile guy. I, I, I'm excited to see what Dan Mullen's going to do with him. Yeah, I really like uh, where uh, Charles Montgomery can potentially go. Uh, Connor, 2022 guys, what are some names that people should look out for? 
one of the names I'm highest on is uh, out of Tampa, Arian Knighton. Okay. Uh, he's a kid that is a fin- probably the number one track prospect in his class for the 2022 class. He's six foot, 370 pounds, and set the national record uh, for the 200. Is earlier. he going to play football, or does he? He, he, he's, he wants to play both at the next level, and he's looking for a program with an elite tracks track program at the I school as well. So he's a kid that I'm Same. very high on. He can take the top off of defense. Still a little skinny, um, but when you get a kid that's got that kind of speed, uh, you you don't tell him no. And then uh, Florida has uh, Savion Ellis committed, six foot five, uh, two hundred pounds. Plays in Miami now, but was in Georgia. Okay, um, he's a big kid. He's flirting with other schools right now. Um, so we'll see what uh, what he decides to do. He's been committed since April of last year. Uh, so really early commitment for a kid like that. Right. And then another kid I know that Florida really likes uh, is, is Samuel Mbake. Okay. Uh, he's a kid out of Georgia. He went to IMG last spring, transferred back home to Snell. Uh, what is it? Brookwood in Snellville, Georgia. Um, he's six foot three, about 195, 200 pounds, good speed, great hands. Uh, actually pretty developed as a route runner at this point in his career. And I know they like him a lot and they recruit him very hard. I love it. I love it. Here's a couple more questions that we got from Twitter today uh, to close out the show. Uh, who's QB one for the class of 2022 um, that Florida's going after? QB one. I know Florida's very high on MJ Morris Yep. Uh, out of Pace Academy uh, just outside of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I think he is, if he's not QB one, he's one B, but I think Florida's recruiting him as QB one right now. I know they're recruiting Ja'Cory Brown hard yep. uh, out of Lowndes high school in Valdosta. Uh, they they just offered at? a kid out of Texas uh, that they at, like a lot. Where we standing in that first kid's uh, recruitment? MJ and, Morris. MJ Morris, and like who's in it for him? Like who are we up against? Uh, MJ Morris. You have Alabama, uh, Auburn, Georgia. Uh, Clemson hasn't offered yet, but he did say uh, about a year ago that if Clemson offered, they they'd probably be the school. Yeah. Um, it doesn't seem like Clemson's really that interested in him, honestly, because they're going hard after this kid from Texas. Okay. Um, the one that, that just committed to Ohio State? No. No. Okay. Uh, different kid. Okay. The one that we just offered last week. Okay. Um, I, his That's name's fine. escaping me right now. But MJ Morris, to me personally, is one of the top, if not the top, dual threat quarterback in the country. Um, six foot two, 190 pounds, I think is what he's listed at right now. Um, the ball just jumps off his hands. And Florida stands in a really good position with him right now. He loves Brian Johnson, loves Dan Mullen, says he watches Florida every chance he gets because he can really see himself playing in that offense. I mean, who couldn't, right? Um, Trevin Wallace, uh, question about him. Where does Florida sit with Trevin Wallace? Uh, Florida hasn't offered him yet. Uh, He is a kid that Florida is talking to consistently. Uh, from what I understand, he grew up a Florida fan. Mm-hmm. Um, so he really likes the Gators. Seems like he's waiting on that offer. I uh, know Florida is going all in for Xavier Sori right now, going, leading to uh, early signing day. But I think if you see uh, Sori go elsewhere, Trevin Wallace is a kid that could get that offer uh, and a possible commitment after that. I know he's committed to Boston College right now. Okay. Uh, not really a competition if you get a Florida offer, in my opinion. Yep. Um, but I, I think as far as linebacker goes, with the possibility of Chief Borders heading to Stanford, like we talked about yep. before, um, I think he's a kid that Florida should seriously consider taking at this point right now, regardless of what Sori does. 6'2", 209 pounds from Jessup, Georgia, uh, ranked four-star um, on on 247. I haven't watched much about him, but but I know that 
he is a true linebacker instead of kind of the, the tweener linebackers of Florida has been, been getting, uh, Another question from Cam. Uh, rumor is that Terry and Arnold is visiting Georgia this weekend uh, and then visiting Alabama. Do we still feel as good about Terry and Arnold as we did two weeks ago? Yeah, I mean, Terry and Arnold is a kid that's going to take his his visits. Even though you can't officially or unofficially visit the school on your own dime, you can go up there and watch the games. He's a kid that, as we said previously, basketball is very important to him at the next level. Uh, Alabama just took a kid in uh, Jaquincy McC- McKinstry, McKinstry, I think, okay. um, that is also going to be on scholarship for basketball as well. So I don't know that Alabama is going to take two kids that play both football and basketball and put both of them on scholarship for basketball because uh, they're both point guards. Okay. With that being said, I think Florida stands in the best position as far as both basketball and football goes. Georgia is a school to watch out for for both him and Sori because they're very close and they both like Georgia a lot. But I still think at the end of the day um, that he ends up being a Gator. So last question was about uh, where are we at with Christian Lear? We talked a little bit about that. The other one uh, was a question about Ja'Cory Brooks, also committed to Alabama out of IMG 63185. I feel like that ship sailed too. Yeah, all that's going. Yeah. yeah. Just kind of like got to let the timeline know. Um, any other potential commitments on the offensive side of the ball that we should be looking out for? Um, we talked about – maybe hopefully making some changes in the offensive line room. Um, running back, we seem pretty solid at. Tight end, we seem pretty solid at. Wide receiver, there may be room to add another name. Um, Destin Hill, Destin Payson is, is that guy. Uh, do you see us adding anybody else, or do you see any potential people leaving? Attrition, I mean. At this point in time, it's, it's kind of hard to say anything just because a lot of these kids can't take visits. Usually right. you get to this point in the season, t- games start getting played. Kids see, okay, I went and visited this school. I saw them at their, at this game, this atmosphere, and I like this spot better than where I'm committed now. This is usually flip season, as I like to yeah. call um, And you're not seeing a lot of that right now. Uh, I think as the season ends and coaches are able to focus more on recruiting, if the kids don't sign an early signing day, there'll be a lot more flips between that early signing day and national signing day. Okay. Um, now, as far as that goes with Florida's class, I'd like to see them – kind of try to make a push for a couple more elite guys on the offensive line. But uh, there's really no telling what's going to happen with everything that's going on right now. Um, national sign, Early national signing day is December 11th, right? Mm-hmm. 16th. Uh, or December 16th, I'm sorry. Same week as SEC championship. That's right. yes. could, could be a great week for Florida. Um, it's going to probably be a great week for Alabama. Um, so <laughs> so December 16th, national signing that. day. Um most of the class, I would presume, is going to sign. Yeah, probably 85 percent. Yeah, I expect uh, the vast majority of the class to sign on early signing day. Do you, is there? And I know that this is con- conjecture, and you may not be able to say anything. Do you think that there's anybody that's currently committed that may not have the opportunity to sign in the early signing day period, or do you feel like everybody here is? So I think you could see uh, anybody with uh, questionable grades. Yep. Like we had last year, you saw Mark Brick didn't sign in the early signing period. Guys like Leonard Manuel didn't sign in the early signing period. Anybody that might have grade concerns, uh, I think, might not sign early. And that's just Florida trying to protect themselves sure. from a situation that happened a couple years ago where they had, what was it, three or four kids not it was, make it in one class? It was six total for a variety of reasons, including an immigration issue, but yes. Yeah. So I think the only kids that Florida has committed that won't sign will probably be for that reason. Perfect. Anything else you guys want to touch on the offensive side of the ball? We talked about quarterback, talked about wide receiver, tight end, offensive line, other than silk. You just want to 
just want to get better, right? Yeah, I just want to. I just want to improve the uh, the star quality on the offensive line, the talent, the overall talent pool. That, that's all. So, um, hopefully, we can get into some kids' ears and, and flip somebody before either early signing day or national signing day. But um, yeah, I'm just not feeling the offensive line recruitment right yeah. now. It just it, to me, there there's missing pieces there. It just doesn't look like a complete. It doesn't look like a complete class. I'd I mean, that, and now that's probably the weak link, like around the board, right? It's got to be. Yeah, uh, I would say so. At this point in the at this point in the it process, was, it yep. was Gregory, but that turns out Gregory's okay right now. <laughs> <laughs> Gregory seems to always make for, it work for out as much for as much crap as the fan base has given uh, Coach Knox. He's done an excellent job with the running back room, and he's pulled a couple kids out of the portal that are I'm, former five stars. I so. mean, all of the misses aren't on him. Like some of them, he, he's not allowed to take, and right. they get the mixed mis, message as far as who's to take, who's not to take. Yeah. So every all of them are not misses on Greg, but uh, his room is fine right now for sure. And I and I know a guy that that had some some question marks when he came back to Florida. People are questioning his recruiting and everything else. I mean, I think from a developmental perspective, a coaching perspective, and a recruiting perspective, Billy Gonzalez is doing a great job as wide receiver coach. He's doing a fantastic yeah. job. He's done a, a hell of a job with, with Darius Tony. I'll tell you that. Um, and just the the, ta- the the type of talent he's bringing in is elite stuff. It's is the big boy. And then you see a guy like Justin Shorter, former five-star that was fourth string up at Penn State. All the Penn State people said that he wasn't very good. He comes down last four weeks. He's had four touchdowns. And he set his career high for receiving yards in a game this afternoon, 94. So That's awesome. You know, but um, they've they've flipped that room. Running back room looks solid for the next few years. Tight end room looks solid for the next few years. Uh, shout out to to our tight end room. Shout out to Tim Brewster, uh, the development of Kamori Gamble and um, and Keon Zipper. Add in the other two uh, that they've got. Add in um, Odom, who's a freshman on campus right now. That room looks set for a while. So uh, and obviously the quarterback room looks set for a while. Jalen Kitten is still putting up big numbers or or was before the uh, his season ended. So that concludes the offensive side of the ball. We're going to get together for for early national signing day here. We're going to put out another show between now and then. And we're just going to run through the entire defensive class. So that 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 uh, show is going to probably be a little bit longer. And then we'll do some live stuff. But it looks like the, the class is holding strong. What are they, number six right now? Or still yeah. hover around yeah. number six? Um, but outside of that, you guys got any other thoughts? No, that's it, man. I think we're good. I love that's it. it. I love that's it. it. We'll catch you next week or uh, next time on Facts Only. Thanks, guys. Incoming facts from Stadium and Gale.